0: Today is Rally Sunday. It's uh, sort of the the kickoff of our fall season, the beginning of an academic year, if you will. Um, I used to always say that about the Sunday after Labor Day, but then school started starting in August and it kind of fouled the whole thing up. And since I was going to be gone for three weeks, it made more sense for us to kind of have a start today than to have a start uh, four weeks ago, and then have me be gone for the first three weeks. So, so we want to think again about who we are as a church, and especially as St. Timothy's. And I want to remind you what has is communicated and what is out there for the world to see about us as a church. St. Timothy's is a faith community committed to worshiping God and working through the power of the Holy Spirit to transform people into disciples of Jesus Christ. That's what we're about. The mission is stated this way. Our mission is to equip and empower people to have an eternal impact in the lives of others locally and globally for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we, we kind of condense that to come up with this idea. Know the Father, grow as disciples of Jesus, and go with the Spirit. And that we've been living in that reality as a church for a very long time. It's something that I understood and bought into and completely um, embraced as I came a little over a little less than 2 years ago as your senior pastor it's something we've continued to try to to do as we as we began this year and are continuing now our reading through the scripture again seeking to know the father grow as disciples of Jesus and go with the spirit the idea that we each have the spirit as we as we do the confirmation today Uh, as you confirm your faith, a part of what's happening is is the Holy Spirit is continuing the work that he began in you, Elijah, to, to, to continue to strengthen your faith and courage to give you a renewed understanding of God's love for you and gifts in you, both for you and through you. And so we recognize that that statement of, of knowing the Father and growing as a disciple of Jesus and going with the Holy Spirit is a Trinitarian formula. We're talking about God, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uniting us to the rest of the Church of Christ throughout the world as we believe and embrace the triune God. In fact, in this statement, That is not the direction of the statement, it's the foundation of the statement. Upon the foundation of the triune God, we know and grow and go. And we don't do it in order, we do it sort of always We're we're always seeking to know God better, and we're seeking to grow in our discipleship, in our following Jesus, in our going as he sends us, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So for the next three weeks, we're going to dig into this a little bit. Today, we start with the know the Father. And what I want to say to you about that is that this is where that triune formula gets a little confusing. And the reason for that is, listen to this uh, text in Acts. Acts 17, this is Paul talking to uh, uh, the Greeks who believe in a multitude of gods. And he says this to them in witness. The God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. Since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor, talking about Abraham here. He made all the nations to inhabit the whole earth. And he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of their places where they would live. God is the creator of the whole world and continues to be involved in all of his creation, whether they acknowledge it or not. But then this text goes on to say this. So that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. We cannot, by our own understanding, understand the fullness of who God is, nor can we find him except that he reveals himself. God Desires us to know him and therefore he makes himself known. Now, some of you have been on the Bible reading journey uh, with St. Timothy's through this last year. You you found your way to get through revelations or I'm excuse me, lamentations in this last week. You 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 went made it through numbers and Leviticus and you, you trudged your way through and a lot of you are going like, whoa, this guy of the old testament, he's like got a lot of anger issues. But the truth is, if we don't understand that the old testament is making known the God who makes himself known in Jesus, then we will misunderstand the Old Testament as the people of God did when Jesus came to them. The leaders of the Jews, the one who had memorized and knew the Old Testament backwards and forwards, failed to recognize the Messiah to whom it pointed. And if we seek to read the Old Testament without the knowledge of the truth of God we see in Jesus, we will misinterpret it. And fear will become a fear that is not reverence, but a fear that is just making us afraid of God instead of loved and embraced by him. And so as we talk about knowing the Father, we recognize the words of Ecclesiastes that says, after looking at wisdom throughout the world, the, the conclusion is, the fear God and keep his commandment, for this is the duty of all mankind. You know, that doesn't tend to be the way we operate in our world today. In our world today, when we talk about religion, when we talk about faith and belief systems, uh, we, we talk as if about, find the one you like and be happy. You search for God. Maybe, you know, you can blend a little bit of this one and a little bit of that one. And, and once you, you know, are comfortable with your belief system, that's all good. As if you get to decide who God is. You're created by God. God is God whether you like it or not. God is God whether you acknowledge it or not. You have nothing to do with creating God. Your only option is as if you know him. To believe, to submit, because God is God and you are not. Now, I don't know if any of you have had the same experience that I've had, but there have been occasions in my life where I've decided that I wanted to be in charge of my own life. In other words, I wanted to do what I want to do. Anybody else ever? Yeah, you got a couple of people up front acknowledging it. Thank you. Okay, good. Because, you know, when the pastor confesses this, you really want to make sure that people in the congregation know what you're talking about. Now, I don't know if this has been your experience either, but when I've done that, I've made a mess of my life. Selfish living has not gotten me very far. It's gotten me into disappointment. It's gotten me into troubled relationships. It hasn't, in fact, brought happiness that lasted. And the truth is That's not what we were created for. God desires us to be in relationship with God as God and us as his created ones. Where we have an opportunity to worship and serve him and find purpose in our lives for doing so. Now the truth of the matter is, is God as God is greater than we could ever comprehend. So to learn about God is an unending task. But we learn from the scripture, and we've heard in Martin Luther something with deeper truth that we hear in the gospel reading today. In the gospel reading today, Jesus turns to Philip and he says, When you see me, you see the Father. He's trying to dispense with the confusion of the triune God by acknowledging that this man, Jesus, is fully God. Now, that's just hard to imagine. But it's not as hard to imagine as it would be to try to imagine the fullness of God. And so what we're saying, what we're proclaiming, what we're, what we're bearing witness to is that God chooses to make himself known to reveal his character, his love, his goodness, his graciousness in the person of Jesus so that we can begin to comprehend him. And I want to remind you because a, me, a number of our members as we read through that Old Testament were going like, man, I don't like that Old Testament God. But the God who is Jesus is that Old Testament God. The God revealed to us in the Old Testament is the God who says his mercies are new every morning. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's Old Testament. There's not a difference in the God of the old and a God of the new, other than the God of the new makes himself more clearly understood. In the person of Jesus, so Matthew 11 verse seven says, or twenty seven says this, "All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Jesus is the revelation of the character. ...and goodness of the Father. To take it a step further, we read in uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, uh, this verse. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Now when I memorized it, it said it a little differently. It said, and in Christ Jesus dwells all the fullness of the deity. All of God, not part of God in Jesus, part in the Holy Spirit... Part in God the Father, but rather all of God in the person of Jesus. So to know the Father is to get to know Jesus. To look at how, what he taught, how he lived, how he responded to people. What were his values? What mattered to him? Those are the things that matter to God the Father. And that's how we can most easily and most clearly see who God is. My own journey where i was baptized young and i confirmed my faith right around the same age as you are but at my 13th birthday i had a a, an impactful moment my parents had divorced about a year earlier my dad had gotten remarried to a woman with two kids that were younger than me and i was the baby of the family they competed for my place I didn't like them. They weren't nice. Anyway, my dad bought a new house, and it had a pool. It was in a nicer neighborhood. So in my seeking my own desires, I decided I wanted to have my birthday at my dad's house where we could swim in the pool, and there was a rec room next to the pool where there was a a pool table and and billiards. And I thought, all right, that's where I'm going to have my birthday. And my dad said, fine, and we went there, and I was miserable. My stepmom was there. My stepbrother and stepsister were there. I did not like being there. And so I took one of the gifts I got for my birthday that day, which was a paraphrased, padded, living Bible from my grandmother, and I went and hid up in my brother's bedroom, and I read the Gospel of Matthew and fell in love with God as I fell in love with Jesus. Because I saw in that Gospel, the depth of God's love for his world and for me. It was a powerfully transforming moment. And as I continued then in faith from that point on, I also had this life verse from Ephesians 3:14 to 21. And, and, and in our lesson today is the middle part of that, which is not the part I emphasize the most usually, but it's a great thing for today. It says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. To grasp the love of Christ for you, Elijah, when life just isn't good. When life is disappointing, when things are hard, when the things you hope for aren't happening, to be able to experience in that moment that God still loves you. He will not let you go. He will not let you go beyond the embrace of his love. And then listen to these words as it continues. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. This is one of those Bible verses you go, wait, what? To know this love that surpasses knowledge. Ha! How can I know something that surpasses knowledge? I don't, how does that work? Well, for a long time I thought, well, that's just hyperbole. And then I discovered that you cannot know the love of Christ in its height and depth and length simply intellectually. You know it by sharing it. You know it by living in it and through it. It takes on a presence in your life. As you go through good times and bad, as you continue to experience the embrace of God, you recognize that that love goes beyond anything you can explain intellectually. It's a knowing that comes through living. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So, Elijah, what we're hoping from you today as you confirm your faith is that you realize that your faith comes not from some choice you've made, not from some evaluation or calculation you've made, but that the Holy Spirit has been in work in your life. The Holy Spirit has been inspiring your faith to let you know that God is worthy of you of trust and praise and service. That God's gifts are already at work in you so that God can be at work through you. It's the, it's the presence of God in our lives that fills us, that makes us whole, which, by the way, is the definition of what salvation means. And so we're not talking about Knowing about God, we're not talking about knowing about Jesus. We can study the data, but we're talking instead about knowing Him like some of your friends who you know rather than simply know about. That we can walk with God in our lives as a friend, as a companion as one we can talk to and hear from, as one who is faithful and consistent and true, which means when we're not, conviction comes. And when we continue to stubbornly not do what God wants us to do, then God will try to get our attention. Better to listen the first time, just in case you're wondering. But sometimes... We're slow to recognize when we're walking our own ways. And what we need God to do is often what we need our parents to do in our lives when we're young is to straighten us out a little bit, to call attention to where we've gone astray so that we can walk with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, this is not a church where you want to just come and hang out and sing some nice praise songs, although we like to do that. We do like to do that. I just want you to know. But it is a place where we learn how to live in the power and love, the grace and goodness of God, so that he can share it through us for the world. That's what we're about. You will never exhaust all the fullness of God, but I encourage you to recognize that he is good, and he loves you fully as you walk each day acknowledging that God is God, that we are not, and he's a God of love and infinite goodness. Amen. Please stand.